This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I will say this about investing. Everything you do learn is cumulative. What I learned at 20 is useful. Welcome to a bonus episode of Equity Mates with volatility skyrocketing over the last five days. We thought it would be a good opportunity to go through what's been happening and to do that, I'm joined by my equity buddy, Ren. How are you going, bro? I'm good, bro. Thrown by your different intro. Yes, well, bonus episode. I don't think we've ever released a bonus episode no. before. But this is an absolute golden opportunity for us to hone in on some more content. Yeah, well, there's been a flurry of engagement, we should say, across our discussion group and all of our other social media channels. Yeah. Obviously, it was a tough week in the market. If people are checking their portfolios daily, which we wouldn't recommend, especially no. in a week like this, there would have been a lot of red across the board. Do you have the stats on the week that was? I do, Ren. So the S&P ASX 200 was down 9.8%, so just shy of a correction, which is the 10% mark, but that was since Monday, so significant falls here in Australia. The S&P 500 over in America since Monday down 9.2% as well, so similar to Australia. The NASDAQ that has a lot of the heavy hitters in the tech scene, it's down 6.5%. And over in Europe, the FTSE 100, which is an exchange index over in London. The biggest 100 UK stocks. Yep, it's down 11.3%. So significant falls right across the board, Reg. Ren. <laughs> <laughs> significant falls. And we want to talk about it. To put that in context for people who are sort of hearing a lot of numbers, hearing a lot of noise and trying to understand how this week fits in with the broader corrections, market cycles, this was the worst week in terms of market fall since the global financial crisis. So it hasn't been a good week. No, it certainly hasn't. However, there seems to be a fair bit of anxiety out in our community and more broadly speaking as well around what to do in a situation like this. Are you anxious? No. Really? <laughs> no, I mean... I can read your face, mate. <laughs> <laughs> these are golden opportunities for yeah. investors like ourselves. So before we get on to what we're doing, I think we've got some pretty interesting sort of perspective to share, Ren, that will just sort of help it help frame this conversation? Yeah. So the obvious driver of the fall this week has been the coronavirus. And it's probably twofold. One is the fear, the expectations around what's going to happen and stuff like that. And then the second element is the 
actual realized disruption that has already happened to supply chains. You know, so much manufacturing is in China. We just, you know, the world hasn't been able to get products in or out of China. Uh, so even if the coronavirus was solved tomorrow, there would be an economic impact because of the stuff that's already happened, plus all the fear that's compounding. So we put this up, we put some of this stuff up on Instagram early this week, but for people that don't follow us on Instagram, you should, but it's worth keeping in mind. So in looking at the coronavirus and looking at other virus emergencies, disease outbreaks, call it what you will, and how the market performed. So uh, some of the big ones, SARS in 2003, the market fell 13%. Sorry, when when we talk about the market here, we're going to talk about the American market, the S&P 500. So during the SARS outbreak, the market fell 13%. During the bird flu, avian flu, it fell 7%. During MERS, M-E-R-S, which is one I didn't even really remember, the market also fell 7%. Ebola, which most people would remember from a few years ago, the market fell 6%. Zika virus, the market fell 13%. And then coronavirus, the market's fallen about 10%. So it's sitting right smack bang in the range. It's not out of sorts for you know this sort of fear of a global pandemic. All of those viruses, so SARS, bird flu, MERS, Ebola, and Zika, all five of them have happened in the 2000s. Three of them happened in the 2010s. So we're not in uncharted territory. That's probably the first really important thing. And this fall, whilst it has happened quite quickly, it's still in the range. I guess the concern to keep in mind is that it has spread a lot quicker than a lot of these other diseases, um, which doesn't bode well for you know containing it. But that's one side of it, that it's spreading a lot quicker. It looks like it's a lot more contagious. So that's probably the bad news in terms of thinking about it in relation to some of these other pandemics. The better news, at least what we've seen so far, is it looks like it's less deadly than some of these other pandemics. So spreading quicker, but killing less people. So look, that sort of puts it, frames it in the context of some of these other disease outbreaks. To continue that, CNBC's looked at how the market recovers sort of six months later from previous pandemics or disease outbreaks. They've looked at 14. We won't go through all 14. It's on our Instagram story if you want to look at Instagram post if you want to look at them all. But they've sort of summarized that within six months, nine of the four, of 14 recent disease outbreaks, the market was back into positive territory. So if we look at it from a historical perspective, there's generally a market fall when this disease outbreak happens on the back of fear, on the back of lower expectations for companies, disrupted supply chains, disrupted consumer bases, all of that. But it generally, if history bears out, the disease gets contained and markets recover. So that's a bit of historical perspective that can sort of frame our thinking around the week that was. Yeah, nice. Good news is, Red, and as you said there, in all instances, the market has recovered. So Not in all, well, over, over, over the, the long term. term. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. over the long term, the market has recovered. So that's the first point, I think, to, to consider. But the, the big question that we've been getting over the last sort of five days or so, Ren, is what are we doing in this environment? You know, we've been talking for a while now that we're sort of ready for a situation like this where the market drops, we've got a bit of cash to deploy and... The, the big question is now will the, now that this opportunity has come, what are we actually doing with our money? Are we doing anything? Have we sold anything? So we might address that. And then we've reached out to a few experts in our community to get their opinion on what they're doing and perhaps some stocks that they're looking at as well now that everything is on sale. So what are you doing, Ren? Yeah, it's an exciting time to 
be in the markets because their prices are coming off and it looks like there's bargains. There's obviously concern about when is the right time to buy. So my first thing is that I haven't bought anything yet. I wouldn't actually be too worried to start averaging in now personally, but you know, we, we don't actually know sort of how long this market will fall for. If we look at the previous disease outbreaks, it was all sort of between 20 days for Ebola and to 140 days for bird flu. So there may be more news to come before I start buying. But the main thing for me is building my watch list. So some of the big names, big global names have just come off. You know, Apple's down about 8% for the week. Walmart, about the same 8%. Berkshire Hathaway is down 7%. Berkshire is a really interesting one for me because Warren Buffett has about $130 billion in cash that he has had sitting in that company for ages. And everyone's been asking him when he's going to do something with it. Seems like now's the time. Or, yeah, it, or if things get even cheaper still. So the first thing is building my watch list. The second thing is looking at asset managers. So looking at listed investment companies. The way that they trade is that they listed investment companies own stocks. And you know if their stocks fall less than their actual share price, we might be able to get them at a discount. We might be able to get them at cheaper than the stocks that they hold in their fund. But the other thing is, you know, you would back the professionals to have managed risk well here and to be ready to capitalize on this. You know, there was a bit of a slow run up into coronavirus. It didn't shouldn't have taken them by surprise. Yeah, that's sort of the twofold thing I'm looking at. In terms of how I'm personally setting myself up for this, and we cannot stress this enough, we don't give advice on the show. We're just talking about our personal experience. Yeah. But I've actually just put an application in for an equity builder. Yo. Yeah. That's exciting. Do you want to give a brief ex- explanation on what the equity builder is? Yeah. So essentially borrow money to invest in the same way that you borrow money to buy a house. So you get the money up front and then you pay it back. And you can't invest in individual stocks, but you can invest in a bunch of different funds. And we've been speaking to a bunch of fund managers recently through this podcast and that sort of has inspired me. But then the timing now that things are looking a little bit cheaper, I uh, put my application in yesterday. Woo! Yes. Yeah. What about you? How have you been setting yourself up? Like you, Ren, I haven't bought anything yet. I think the first thing I want to point out is that both you and I have actually had the last week off work doing some because work. Because of the stock market falling. <laughs> We've been so worried. Doing some work on equity mates and neither of us really looked at our portfolios over that week. I think that's one thing that if you are feeling sort of a bit anxious and uptight about this whole thing is just don't even bother opening your portfolios, your apps, whatever it is. There's just no point. Yeah. Unless it is to start building watch lists. But again, you can probably start doing that elsewhere. And panic selling is always a mistake. Absolutely never panic sell. Really, the flip side is you should be looking for opportunities to buy. And my approach, Ren, is I think now that we're at 10% thereabouts uh, across most of the markets, it's a pretty appealing time to consolidate on some of the broad-based ETFs that I've got. Like you, I'm building a watch list for sort of direct companies, individual stocks, but three ETFs that I'm going to buy back into are the it's called DHHF, which is the it's a high growth ETF, beta shares high growth. I'm also going to gear, but unlike you, I'm not going to take a loan at this stage, but I'm going to buy into gear, G-E-A-R. It's a beta shares geared ETF, so it gives you leveraged exposure. 
and then also take advantage of the drop over on the NASDAQ and buy more in NDQ, which uh, gives you exposure to the top 100 tech stocks Fair over enough. on the NASDAQ. So that's going to be my approach. And then spend a bit of time talking to the experts and the likes of yourself as well and perhaps buy into some more direct stocks that have come off quite hot. Are you calling me an expert? No. I, <laughs> I realized I realized when I said that. <laughs> yeah. But I think I think for me, the next question is probably what people are wanting to know is how much are we going to be putting in. I'm not definitely not going to be deploying all the cash that I have sitting there's certainly a possibility that we're going to see further falls and to your point ren it's probably more about averaging in so taking a percentage of what cash you have putting a little bit in seeing what happens and going from there that's the approach that i'm going to be taking yeah yeah and like it's a how long's a piece of string question because you know our dollar figure is going to be different but i guess as a general rule of thumb it's don't put any money that you're going to need in the near future because chances are when markets are this volatile, at least in the short term, you could lose a lot. So be ready to not need that money. And further to that, if it's going to stress you out that the money, even if you're not going to need to spend it, if psychologically you're going to be worried that you're losing money, you know, think think twice about putting it in at this time because it is, you know, we started this with historical context. There is precedent for disease outbreaks, but every disease outbreak is different. This one is really, you know, shut down the second biggest economy in the world. It could get a lot worse before it gets better. So just don't think that the, the historical analogy is during the JFC, we look back and we're like, damn, we wish we could have bought there. But during the JFC, everyone was freaking out. Everyone knew market history. Everyone knew that stocks have recovered historically, but you know, people were worried the bottom was going to come out of the economy and there was a risk that it could have. There's a reason the stock market has fallen and there is risk. So, you know, be ready to see it fall. Yeah. Don't feel pressured to actually have to do anything. You can just sit tight and take this as a learning opportunity and then wait for the next sort of correction. So to close this out, Ren, we asked a few experts from our community for their opinion on sort of what they're doing and some and some stocks that they're looking at. So we reached out to Owen from Rask and he came back to say, quote, I'm beginning to get excited by the opportunities. These are the best days for long-term investors. Find businesses that'll be around in five years plus. If they get sold before your valuation, start accumulating. I'm watching companies like Berkshire Hathaway, Altium, Cochlear, Tesla, Australian Ethical, SAP, Microsoft, Accenture, Volpara, so many. So Owen certainly has a watch list there of some big hitters over in in America as well as here in Australia. So just to give you an idea, if anyone is interested, think about adding them to your watch list. We also reached out to Kate Campbell, who was at our live show down in, in Melbourne, and she said that her big tip is to remember why you were investing in the first place. Focus on the long-term goal over the short-term volatility. Also, stop looking at your phone if you're tempted to make an impulsive decision. If you're invested in a passive long-term portfolio, then delete your brokerage app. De- so, Delete your app. Yeah, That's not bad. <laughs> yeah, delete it. Don't even look at it. Throw your phone out the window. Well, Kate's actually on a cruise to Adelaide and back at the moment, so she's got no internet to really look at what's going on. So perfect. Throw your phone <laughs> in the safe. <laughs> yeah. And then we heard back from Matt Leibowitz from Stake. He said, first thing to remember is that markets go up, down, and sideways. Always have, always will. Secondly, I'll never tell someone w- when or what to buy or sell. 
you need to be accountable to yourself and executing your own plan. Some will be buying here, others will be selling, and both could be right over different time frames. That's what makes markets so interesting. So a bit of a perspective there from Matt as well. But I think to close out from me anyway, Ren, my main comments are you don't have to feel like you need to be investing right now. You might not have the money to do it. You might feel a bit anxious or concerned about that the market might continue to fall. That's fine. If you do want to get in, maybe think about not fully exposing yourself, putting just a little bit of the cash that you've got, test the waters. And, you know, these opportunities don't always come around every year so it is certainly an opportunity if you are in a position to be buying yeah for the long term yeah 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 long term always keep that mindset both in terms of what you already hold and what you're buying a few random companies just to close it out tesla has been hot so you know you can't go a episode without talking about tesla it fell down 20 percent this week so it fell more than the market but its stock is still up 55% for the year. Yeah. Just to put it in context of how good its start of the year has been, bulls of Tesla may be a buying opportunity. Cruising has had a shocking reputation hit. I think people will not be getting on a cruise until this coronavirus yeah. is well and truly sorted. You don't want to be locked in a floating quarantine prison. No. But Carnival Corp down... So Carnival Corp, which is a big cruising company, down 15% for the week. So... More than the market, but honestly, not as much as I would have expected. Now, I haven't done any valuation work on it. Potentially, it was already cheap, but yeah, cruising. Not probably on many people's holidays bucket list for a while, you would think. No, absolutely not. And then last one, it's called the coronavirus. Uh, (laughs) People are associating it with a certain beer brand. The owner of that brand, Constellation Brands, owner of Corona, has fallen 15% for the week. So more than the broader markets, 10%. My question, is that because people are associating it with the (laughs) disease? (laughs) surely. Unfortunately for them, I would imagine so. (laughs) Buy Coronas on your cruise to support the companies doing it tough uh, throughout this time. Or actually... One, I know I keep saying the last thing, but uh, there have been some winners. So we'll post some on our Instagram. We posted one Australian company that has just done very well. It's called Zuno Group. It's up from $0.07 cents to $1.89 because it creates a cleaning chemical that kills coronavirus on surfaces. Crazy. So, I mean, you know, if you're looking for, if you're looking for winners, there are winners in a pretty bad time for the global community. Yeah. So, look, fascinating time. While we don't love what's happening, it uh, it is more interesting in the markets than, you know, 12% rise with no volatility every year. Yeah. Nice. Well, we'll leave it there and hopefully that's been able to shed some light and help people kind of get through this period. And look, we're really excited to see what happens this week. I think the best thing to do as well is if you want to talk about it, hit up our discussion group on Facebook. There's plenty of people talking about that and different stocks there. Sign up to our Instagram, all that stuff. We'll be pumping that content out, keeping that fire hose of content going during this time. So uh, jump on those if you want to continue this conversation. Nice. We'll leave it there. Thanks for listening to Equity Mates Investing Podcast, a production of Equity Mates Media. Please remember that everything you hear in Equity Mates Investing Podcast is general advice only. The content has been prepared without knowing your personal objectives, specific financial circumstances, or goals. The host of Equity Mates Investing Podcast may maintain positions in the companies discussed. Before considering any investment, please read the product disclosure statement and consider speaking to a licensed financial professional.
the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.